0: It cannot be. Forgive me. I mistook you for Saruman. I am Saruman. Rather, Saruman, as you.
1: Chapter Two: Spoiler Man the White. <laughs> <laughs> hey, everybody! Welcome to Chapter Two of the Two Towers. Our second time diving into the Lord of the Rings trilogy. I'm your host happy we're coming from Louisville, colorado no introductions this time we're just gonna jump right into it uh where we last left the fellowship was chasing down um marion pippin jordan uh we have gimli aragorn and legolas meeting the riders of rohan what news do they have for our our hero trilogy right here riders
2: of rohan!
3: What news from the uh the news that they have is that they just killed and burned their friends carcasses um,
0: <laughs> good tidings news.
3: such a great word the worst news though is that they were able to ride directly by this rock that they were barely <laughs> hidden behind and didn't even notice them at all so just shows how kind of observant the riders of rohan are
4: it's supposed to be their cloaks that keep them like super camouflaged to like an extreme level but they don't really cover that in the movies <laughs> that much at least until frodo becomes a rock yeah they need long. it really yeah. badly
3: they just, like, barely ducked behind there. Uh.
0: And Aowen hears him screaming like the Edgewood or Christian, or whoever he is. <laughs> Whichever tag team edge, partner. Edge.
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's funny.
1: Stevie, better death fake out in a movie. Chewbacca and Rise of the Skywalker
5: or Mary and Pippin? Jeez. Two <laughs> towers.
2: One's believable.
5: I mean, one was an eye roll. One was a transitional shot. Josh said in the last chapter that he didn't like the horse
1: stomp.
0: I like the horse stomp. Josh, what do you got against horse stomps? I don't know. I think that Brett could probably back me up a little bit here, but that shot just seems cheesy, and I feel like they show it like three or four times.
2: (laughs) At least twice. It's cheesy, plus you know he's not going to die. Do you know, though?
3: I don't think you do know that, no.
2: In the theater, I thought he was dead.
3: Yeah.
2: I got to think... 70% 70% of the audience has read the books and know that he doesn't die. 70%, 70% percent my did
3: not <laughs> read that book, Brad. No. Nobody, nobody
5: reads it 7 anymore. out of 10 people in those theaters did not read that book. I did. My brother
2: did. My dad did. <laughs> Small sample size.
5: <laughs> so. 7% read that, but, um... Yeah, uh... I don't think it's a... Ch- I-, I like the foot stomp. I think it's a great transition. Like, you need transitional shot in films. Otherwise, it's just... Hard to watch a movie without him. You need the stop.
1: Kylo, is the most famous IMDb fact of all time, Vigo Mortensen, reacting to the news uh, that his friends at the Fellowship are are supposedly, quote unquote, dead? Like it's, I don't know of many IMDb facts that have spawned memes about knowing the fact. You know what I mean?
4: <laughs> yeah. I mean, the the helmet kick, the toe break thing. Mm-hmm. I mean that's a thing, right? That's <laughs> it's like so everyone knows it, so everyone makes fun of how everyone knows it. It's such a weird like meta thing. <laughs> I mean, there was a time in like 2004 when I felt pretty special knowing that. I gotta say, <laughs> <laughs> but those days have long since
1: passed. Were you the lead on the crappy reporting at the TV, uh, Rick Dalton? Like, I know that fact. <laughs> <laughs> I know that fact. He's like, breaks his dough.
4: <laughs> What I'm more impressed by with Aragorn is like. His rangerness in this mm. whole like tracking of the orcs, like you know we talked about on the yeah. last episode a little bit, like him listening to the ground and shit. But it really gives me some like really strong D and D vibes, which I love. You know, D and D, as I've said on the Fellowship podcast we did, got a lot from the Lord of the Rings books, and uh, the ranger archetype is just one of those things, and it's so cool.
0: I always got Willem Dafoe from this scene. <laughs> um, he's just basically missing the opera music in his mouth from in the, or in his ears. Yeah.
1: <laughs> like recreating the the, the scene. Those culture demon us know it from Dom, Fast and the Furious,
0: but yeah, you can go. <laughs> Onion Dom. bagel. Yes. Where were those orcs going?
4: Nowhere. You're going nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> you never had me. You never had your horse. <laughs> so we we obviously mock
1: that relentlessly in Fast and Furious. Josh, do you like it here? What do I like? What the reconstructing of the crime scene of here's how he rolled away. Like I, I, I don't know. It's, I think it's awesome.
0: Yes, it's a payoff for him being called Ranger, which yes. you have no idea like why in the first movie he's Ranger, mm-hmm. and so finally in Two Towers, we're like, oh, because he's like probably killed thousands of game or whatever. But I do love it when he was like, they're bound, and you see like gimli and lagos is like hope restoring slowly <laughs> and then it kind of i don't know they have hope but when they look to the fangorn forest and Gimli's like what madness led
4: them there you're just thinking like yeah the
0: woods are a lot better than those orcs
4: what madness like maybe a fucking battle like people getting slaughtered all around you?
6: all those burning corpses over there i don't know
3: the swipe shot here is perfect, though.
1: <laughs> You'd think they would want to align themselves with the people who are massively taking out their enemies and just save them and not run into the spooky forest. But Mikey, you're a famous spoilers and How would you describe Fangorn Forest?
6: Uh, it's pretty... Uh, I like the setting of the forest, all the scenes in the forest. Uh, I know people kind of like hate on uh, Treebeard because he kind of grinds the story to a halt. And we're kind of just like walking with him for a little bit (laughs) but uh i don't know i think he's a cool character definitely a super unique character especially to middle earth and i don't know his voice is awesome cool character design great cgi for back then do you guys think it looks good still
1: yeah Yeah. i mean he's no ralph
0: bakshi
6: tree beard he looked like a carrot (laughs) if we remember that (laughs) (laughs) forgot
4: about the carrot
0: We talked about how bad the names are in the series. (laughs) Treebeard? That's like if my name was Human Beard. (laughs) It's the worst (laughs) Human
5: Stash.
6: But but he didn't come up with that name. That'd be a great gamer tag, Treebeard. (laughs) Like, somebody's out there being Treebeard1 on Xbox Live. (laughs) Treebeard69420. Yeah, he's
0: fucking sniping people out there. First of all, he makes a huge point to say he's not a tree, Second of all, was he born
4: with a beard?
3: Like
6: he just said,
0: some people call him that.
3: Not Brent, he didn't call himself that. Yes. let's
4: drop some knowledge on these fools. <laughs> yeah, I was Josh, just,
3: too caught up on you the. You
4: I mean, I got a couple things to say, but go ahead. The tre- tree beard's name is supposed to be like so long that it would take him yeah. like however many hours just to say because <laughs> like Tiki Tiki Tembo, way longer, like <laughs> so days. much longer, dude. So- <laughs> <laughs> but that's just like what they the name that it was assigned to him by whatever like you know mortal being like back in the day and that's what he tells him to call him because he can't say his full name in like a, a hasty conversation as he calls it when he talks the common speech yeah and the trees that don't move anymore those are like ants that got lazy
2: and didn't want to move anymore so like I know they don't make that point in the movie but Also, like, he's just been around a long time, and, like, the elves taught them how to speak. So that's probably when he got those names and stuff like that.
6: Does Tolkien have, like, like an environmentalist, like, undertone to, like, Lord of the Rings? Because he's saying that this Treebeard guy is, like, everything was great before the orcs came in here and really started... Using capitalism to (laughs) chop down all these trees, like build factories. Saruman uses the word industry. Yeah.
0: Like like he he doesn't just say like evil and mayhem,
6: it's like industry. Yeah. He like specifically calls that out.
2: I don't know if he necessarily had any undertones with his writing other than like religion, but and just to show how much of a wordsmith he was, but I, I don't know. Possible, I guess.
1: Well, Brett, I want to go back to you with your book knowledge because I'm I'm absolutely fascinated by the Dead Marshes. Um, I know there's a lot of lore in terms of like what, like the battle that took place here. I I heard in the director's commentary that Peter Jackson actually found this location coincidentally. He was in a helicopter, had no idea there was a swamp oh, wow. there, and was like, "Hey, this would be a cool Dead Marshes," and they went down there and shot this whole scene there. But can you tell us like the you know, one what happens in the Dead Marshes and two, maybe like the broader context of what? Cause it's like the battle from the prequels,
2: right? Or the prequel intro thing? Yes, kind of. I was I was watching this and I was like, "Man, I spent all day researching the Balrog and stuff, and I was like, I hope he doesn't ask me about the uh. marshes cuz it's a little <laughs> foggy for me." No pun intended. Uh, do you have anything, Corey? It's like some ancient battle with and they all like frozen
4: time down there or whatever, but uh, my sorry, only man, note I, on the dead marshes is that like the dead ghosts that appear when Frodo falls under the water look like the cover of Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. You guys remember that <laughs> <shit>? Yes. <laughs> yeah. <Yes. You> know. <laughs> I'm sorry, Pat. If you...
1: No, no, no. Just, uh, well, do, what about just that scene in general? Do you do you like that scene? Um, it seems to be... I would call it the scene where you start to see Frodo and Gollum forging more of a... I don't know if you'd call it a friendship, Brett, but a connection, maybe?
2: Yeah, uh- for it. It's cool because it's the first uh, it's one of the the fir- it's one of the first big times where Gollum actually hooks them up with a huge salad. He saves them like days and days of travel. He takes them on a place that they know they're not going to be um, ambushed or anything like that because he makes a point to say the orcs don't know it. They don't use it. Nobody knows this. I'm actually the one that found this. So he's like really I think he's like trying to show and yeah they do become pretty tight uh in the movie right here so Mm
4: -hmm.
2: i think it's pretty cool i think actually i think the first time they show the ghost it actually is pretty creepy to me um i don't like that kind of stuff but
0: go before we move to those ghosts like going back to the first chapter the fraught tenuous relationship is smeagol doing this to actually help them or to like win them over so he can turn them over to shelob later or something like that
2: In the movie, I think they make a point to show that he actually does start to like them. Uh, But yeah, like Sam brings up the point a little bit in the movie and also in the book. Like he's got two separate personalities. One uh, that he calls like Slinker is actually pretty nice and they actually enjoy being around him. And then there's like the other side of him, like the other personality where he would stab them in the brains like the second he got to. So I Mm -hmm. think he actually does is trying to be nice to them and kind of escape the torture of the ring. But I think he's, he's definitely two personalities and it's a good question though. I mean, I think they make a point to make it seem like he is trying to make amends and be good Smeagol, you know?
4: (laughs) Yeah. Like Smeagol versus Gollum, right?
2: Yeah. Like uh, it's, I don't want to be this guy, but like in the book, Sam catches him really early in their journey saying how he's going to kill them and stuff and he like literally never mentions it to Frodo so (laughs) that happens way way later into the the movie but at the beginning like Sam's watching him really carefully so it makes it less likely that he cares about making Frodo happy in the book but I think in the movie they make a point to show that he's trying to be good for once in his life
1: this is where the first time we hear the name Smeagol in this Sneaker? movie as well. Um, the flashback sequence that's in Return of the King, uh, where we get the background of him acquiring the ring. That was actually supposed to be in this movie at this part, um, but they cut it for, for pacing reasons and moved it there. But the, the story bounces back quite a bit between Frodo and uh, Aragorn, Gimli, and Legolas. Uh, Stevie, I guess, for one, before we talk about the White Wizard, Brett informed us this on the last chapter that the book is structured where it's just straight, uh, you know, the three and then the second half or whatever, is just straight the Sam and Frodo's journey. Mm -hmm. You can't do a film like that,
5: right? Like that wouldn't make sense at all. No. And plus with a story this big, um, you really need to split it up. Like (laughs) I feel like the, like the main three is action scenes. And then you have, you know, Frodo and Sam, which are like the main story But Yeah, in this uh, in this part It's just You're talking about when uh, Aragorn, um, Legolas, and uh, Gimli meet the White Wizard The White Wizard
6: A bright wizard yep. approaches It's a nice day for a White Wizard <laughs> <laughs> That's another pretty
0: terrible Orlando Bloom line. <laughs> The White Wizard
5: Approaches okay. So, I haven't read the books, I love these movies. Let me know if I'm telling this right. So, they see Gandalf again, and you know, he hears the name Gandalf and is like, Oh, yeah, I'm gonna be kind of smug here. I was once called that. Um, you know,
6: you've changed, bro. People change,
5: um. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't think they needed to show him on the mountaintop still fighting the Belrog. I I don't know. I think that's kind of footage they kind of just thrown it. Like, kind of just threw in there. But um, does he die and come back? Is that what that is? Yes. So is he a different being or is he the
2: same? Both. Jesus Christ. He is, no, he is, <laughs> he's just, he's the same. Like every power that he has. Yeah. I just double checked this today. Every power that he has, he always had. But, like, they are an order that is controlled. Like, they can only do a certain amount of things. So, uh, when it, literal, a literal god, like the god, brought him back to life, um, because he was the only one they called the Istari, he's the only one who actually did his job. Um, so, they kind of brought him back and gave him, they, they, what they called, the, like, they opened up his power set. So he's a lot more powerful. He's exactly what uh, Saruman should have been, except probably even more powerful than that because he's good. He's got he's got a power ring and everything like that. So, uh, by the way, I, I like the movies more than the books. I don't want to like you to think that I, that's not true. I, I like him way more than the books. Um, I'm just being that guy. But yes, he's a different person. He's more powerful. Some people even argue that he's a completely different being, but. Uh, That's, like, non-canon. So he
5: still has, like, the same memories and, like, same feelings for, like, those, like, he shared, like, life with before, right? Yes.
2: He actually mentions it in the book. Like, he – all the things that he – everything that he knew, like, all these little doors opened in his brain where all the knowledge he had or could have had, like, came flooding in. So he's, like, still trying to, like, process it all. Okay. Like, he's just a lot Mm -hmm. smarter. Like, his brain – it just became, like, ten times more capable. So he took
5: that Bradley Cooper pill and came back to Middle Earth. Yeah, he pretty it. much, yes. <laughs> makes <laughs> way he actually more makes sense. The co- He makes the comment in the book, like, <laughs> you cannot kill
4: him with swords,
2: <laughs> swords or anything like that. Like, he's pretty
4: much immortal. Adderall Gandalf.
0: Brett in college, we always talked about how badass that scene was when basically three of the best warriors in Middle Earth just get disarmed and, like... Oh, yeah. Uh dismantled yeah, I mean, in front of him. Yeah,
2: definitely. And that's, yeah, it's pretty tight for sure. And yeah, he, he makes a comment that he's literally the only person in the world of the Shire, of Middle Earth who could take him is Sauron. Like, so he's not really scared of anybody.
3: It's pretty telling too, like Aragorn, I think that's the only time where we see him like legitimately scared. He's like, we yeah. got to kill this fucker fast. And they're yeah. all very much on edge. I don't think we see them like that at any, at any other point in the, in the three movies. Mm -hmm. Good
4: point I think about that And they They like Use Christopher Lee's Voice right there I think
3: Mm -hmm. Yeah
1: But it
4: doesn't Sound like they're both
1: Mm -hmm. What they did was They had Ian McKellen Do his best Christopher Lee impression And had Christopher Lee Do his best Ian McKellen impression Then they blended Those two Really No way Are you serious serious? No (laughs) way That's (laughs) awesome Yeah. that's, oh, that's so
2: cool. Have. What? <laughs> that's pretty cool. Dude, that's way cooler than anything I could have guessed.
3: I feel like Peppy's trolling us right now. No, I <laughs> yeah, <funny>. no, <laughs> on the director's commentary. They even oh, said that uh, Christopher
1: Lee is, does a way better Ian McKellen than Ian McKellen <laughs> does Christopher <laughs> Lee. <laughs> it was a funny <laughs> anecdote.
2: You are tracking the footsteps of two young hobbits. Where are they? They passed this way the day before yesterday. They met someone they did not expect. Does that comfort you? Who are you?
6: Show yourself!
0: It cannot be. Forgive me. I mistook you for Saruman. I am Saruman. Saruman as he should have been. It's extra badass because one of Gandalf's lines here is I am Saruman. Yeah. Or mm-hmm. at least what he was supposed <laughs> to be. So there is like this blurring mm-hmm. of the whites. I, I,
1: I wanted to ask you about that Josh because I, I know that I, I totally agree and I don't think that this does anybody any good to have a podcast where we parse what's in the theatrical cut and what's in the extended edition. But this line is notably omitted from the theatrical cut. I think that's a very good decision because I think it would be very confusing to mom and dad who took you know their kid to go see the Lord of the Rings. Don't you agree? Like that's If you have Gandalf saying, I am Solar mom people would
2: be like, what? Well, they probably read the books. That's yeah. true. But they're that one of yeah. yeah. the 70%. Yeah. yeah, they're a 7%er. Like, <laughs> you heard of the 1%er move. This is way bigger than that, the
0: 7%er. Yeah, I I think that's interesting, though, Pat, because that is kind of shows, like, kind of probably just the pressures of producers, like, hey, this needs to be more mainstream, so he can't say, I am Saruman. Their name's already Sauron and Saruman. Like, this is already pretty bad.
4: (laughs) I think when he recounts fighting the Balrog Gandalf, that is, like, that's fucking epic. I love it. Someone was saying, like, they need to be here. That shit is badass. When he raises his sword and, like, the lightning, like, infuses power in it, and then he fucking gives him the final blow, like, that's some epic shit.
1: Does that enthusiasm extend to, like, his rebirth sequence when you get, like, a naked Ian McKellen on a table, like, gasping for breath as a little psychedelic? Do you like that as much? <laughs> Dude, he's having,
4: like, the time of his life leveling up. It's, it's a very good feeling.
6: Bro, it's... his ego died, man. <laughs> he journeyed through time God. and space to get there.
0: He took one of those float paths. <laughs>
1: Jordan, you're notoriously the most negative critic in the history of spoilers by quite a large margin. I want to come to you,
3: notorious. Come on.
1: How do you feel about Silly Gimli talking about squirrel droppings and being afraid of the trees and all that? do Do you like it? does Does it work for his character?
3: Uh, I mean, I think we kind of covered this in part one, but he is just there. Yeah, it like was comic in my like time stamps though, so we're going to talk about it right no, now. No, I know. I, like, we, we touched on it a bit, and I think it, it comes through it's more. the a theme. This, and, uh, again, we don't want to like, drive away at the differences between the two versions, but I, this is my first time seeing the extended edition, so it was kind of striking to me some of the differences, and this is one of the things that, like, Gimli is already a comic character, and it's even more so in the extended one because he gets these little... I, like they're not zingers, but he just has like dumb comments in the back where like everyone else is kind of ranging and looking intensely. <laughs> and I don't know. I I I think Brett's right I he, he, he gets done a little bit dirty here. He's he's not as intimidating as he should be. I think for a a huge powerful dwarf.
1: Mikey, you like the the one liners? Yeah, he's,
6: everything is so serious and like I don't know. You need one guy. It might as well be the. Short little guy who complains all the time and (laughs) and is having a hard time keeping up with the two super attractive guys that are just running across mountains. It's a fair point. It's kind of
0: bullshit towards short guys, though. Like, if the hobbits are in the scene, they're the shortest, so they're the comic relief. But since they're not around, it's like Gimli's gotta take the spot. Yeah,
6: but they're also having a miserable time. They're with that freak Smeagol and going through marshes and let Gimli cook. Yeah. (sighs)
1: Cheaper's pretty tall and he has a couple jokes throughout the series Uh, Kylo uh, real quick there's one more non-humanoid character I think that we should set up uh, going forward we meet Shadowfax Uh, do you have (laughs) any any lore behind he's a horse lord I think is what Gandalf calls him
4: he's just basically like the greatest horse in all of Middle Earth (laughs) it is like a, a regular horse it's not like a magic horse or anything but it is like the best one there's I mean story wise he got it from like Theoden before he was all, like, fucked up and, like, you know, drugged out on the chair, but... There's, like, some kind of connection that Gandalf has with him, because, you know, Gandalf's magic and stuff. Am I getting all this right, Brett, or are you... Yeah, yeah, he's just, uh...
2: uh he, he was passed down and was given to Theoden from, like, his dad and everything, but, like, no, literally no one could tame him, so it was almost kind of like, yeah, sure, Gandalf, you can go ahead and have him. He's our best horse, yeah, go ahead, good luck. But, like, literally... <laughs> he has a connection with them and uh, even throughout the book when people like ride on the horse with Gandalf Gandalf's like I can't let you on the horse you've got to kind of ask him if you can be on like so like they have to wait to see if they can get on like he's that he'll kick the crap out of you if you even come close to him if he doesn't want you to be on him
4: yeah little horsey how about some hay ask cash or grass to get
6: on this horse
0: (laughs) (laughs) you know what if you don't mind if what it appears as As a casual, more, I mean, I'm not that casual, but seemingly more casual than Corey and Brett, but it's more like, yup, it makes sense. White wizard, good white horse. Yes. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Fits. I get it. Laces up.
1: Uh, Stevie. There's a, fi- I'm going to skip around a little bit. There's a final, we're at the hour mark. For those of you who are what, keeping track of timestamps at home, I'm at the hour <laughs> 00, 0014 second mark. There's a little. No, that's five minutes off, bro. Uh, there's a little <laughs> final conversation between Aragorn Sorry, and <laughs> Gandalf that was cut from the, from the theatrical cut. Do you, do you like this exposition dump? Because it's basically, I, I don't know what Gandalf's aim is here unless it's just get Aragorn in the game kind of.
5: Okay, do you want to hear some tragic news? Yes. Okay, I'm watching this movie. I have a newborn baby. And my wife like makes me turn it down because my baby is hysterically crying. And so I'm trying to juggle that. I turn down the volume, and I have no <clears> idea what was said. All I know is they were me sitting neither. next to each other and talking. Stevie
1: question. No, Stevie me question. Neither. Fill in the dialogue for them
5: because you can do this. <laughs> what, what do they talk about in,
1: in Stevie's world?
5: In my mind, if like... I was thinking about what was said, like, trying to jump around here. Good lord. I'm guessing... No good bar around here? <laughs> I'm guessing Gandalf's telling Aragorn to quit being a little bitch and lead people even when he doesn't want to lead. Not that far off. Very close. <laughs> What's he saying? Excellent. Verbatim.
1: I mean, yeah, it's just, he's basically saying that Sauron, excuse me, Sauron now fears Aragorn and basically he's going to start wiping out dudes until, until he gets the King of Men or whatever. So that's not too far off, but Josh, okay. <laughs> I, I wanted to end with you since you're going to take us into our trivia. Our, this Pent ultimate scene of the section was actually Treebeard doing some poetry for Merry and Pippin. Can you, I guess, do you like this? Does it add value to you? Um do you think it's silly? What do you think Peter Jackson sees in this scene? You know, a lot of questions there, but Treebeard reading poetry, what, what's the read from from Josh's
0: perspective? Uh, well, first, instead of calling me Josh, can you call me Human Beard? <laughs> human
1: Stash. You are <laughs> tall as tree Beard. yes. Freakishly
0: tall. <laughs> human Beard. I don't know. I, I actually really like pretty much everything with Treebeard because I think he looks so cool, and I think the thought of the Ents that are, like, super old and only, like, awakened during certain times is cool, but I'd really like to pass it to, like, Brett I think, as far as, like, the lore here of this poetry, like he's basically, like correct me if I'm wrong, but he's basically, like, writing postcards to Georgia, telling him, like, hey there's a huge Senate runoff coming up in the next <laughs> month <and laughs> you should probably <laughs> play <laughs> yeah, it's
2: Pronounce Fangorgia, actually, but uh, <laughs> I don't. I don't really know. <laughs> I don't think that's. I was gonna research this. I didn't. I ran out of time. Corey, they don't. How do they call everybody in the book? I don't remember.
4: Is it a quarrel? Tree noises or some shit? Yeah. yeah okay, <laughs> that's my thought. Yeah. Entmoot. <laughs> 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 yeah. The aunt, the aunt Yeah. The ant moot.
2: So, uh, like, I don't know. He was complaining. He was. Talking about how they're going to have a vote, but you can't invite these people because these people cheat, and it's like they might lose some berries on the way to vote. I mean,
3: <laughs> that's all I got. How strict are the voter ID laws?
0: <laughs> vote do you twice? like it? They yeah, look the same. Yes, do you I like do like it. Yeah. I do because it's building like an alien world. It's like a, it's just like really sci-fi. These Ents and how Tolkien. Like designed them and how they're so different from what you would like picture sentient beings being. So yes, I think it's wonderful.
1: I have a hard time tracking what Treebeard's saying sometimes without yes, subtitles, yes. especially <laughs> in those parts.
5: That's Gimli's like voice, right? Yes. Wow.
1: Uh, really? Yeah. Did
5: not know. Yeah,
2: it's John Rhys hmm. Davies or whatever his
5: name
0: yeah, is. Davies. Double pay, double pay, fuckers. <laughs>
1: Stevie, that's a nice. Bit of trivia, and I think that leads us into another nice bit of trivia. Oh, I like that.
3: Oh, boy. Josh is going to
5: deliver. <laughs> what news do you bring?
0: I do have trivia for us. So, we're trying to name a Lord of the Lord of the Rings, and that Lord of the Lords will name any movie in the world they want to punish the Gollum. Oh, still- about that. I mean, that. poor Gollum. I'm starting to have pity for him as we get into the two towers, but. Nah, now him. that I
4: see him, I do pity him. I don't. Let's stab him.
0: Josh in the neck. is actually bound to him. <laughs> so we have just a simple trivia for chapter two, and it's a just Price is Right closest to. And if you get last place, you will get no points. No. And if you get first place, you get five points. So mm. it's just scored like that. A lot of points here to be divvied out, but. We're going to go in the same order that Stevie laid out last pod. So I think last pod, it kind of worked against Pappy. And so maybe it'll work a little bit for Pappy. I don't know. Here's the question. Stevie, you're up first. Let's go. In 2014, Dig, an online American news aggregator, created a supercut that showed every on-screen death in the LOTR trilogy. The extended version, of course. (coughs) According to their math, how many deaths were shown?
6: Holy shit.
0: In all three uh... movies? in the entire trilogy extended Oh,
6: There were so many many. many
5: at at Minas Tirith. There were so many! (sighs) Jeebus Christ,
0: including the goblins in Moria. Um, Can I give you a couple <laughs> hints before we start it out? Yeah, this is real so, Bush co- League, Josh. I'll give you a little <laughs> chance to think. So a couple tidbits are they counted Gandalf dying in Moria as a death. Oh, okay. but then I've they one, one more. But then they gave the deaths a plus one when he came back. <laughs> Okay. Oh, so, <laughs> of so one. much easier. And the top YouTube comment to the video said that they should have counted the fish that Smeagol banged against the rock before he ate. And so they did not count that. So I have so. a
5: variance of like three <laughs> That's so awesome to know. Okay, let's just it's late.
0: Um let's go Remember the track meet scoring, so just anything closer to the next person that's going to help you out. I feel
5: like I'm going to be way off. So let's go one hundred and twenty-seven thousand.
4: Oh, jeez.
0: One hundred and twenty-seven thousand. Jordan. Fuck. Uh, I'm going to go one hundred and sixty-five
3: thousand. <gasps> one hundred and sixty-five thousand hundred and
0: sixty-five Th- thousand. Mikey. <laughs> thousand.
6: Thousand. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Are we talking about thousands of deaths? Yeah. That seems like a lot. Uh, I will say... Two thousand. Oof. I can't lose.
0: Corey. <laughs> oh, Stevie.
4: I think it's somewhere in between that. I'm going to say... 50,000.
0: 50,000 Brett and then Uh, Pappy.
2: I'll say 49,999.
0: Oh boy. Mm. Okay, so Uh, Pappy, we got a low with Mikey at 2,000, a high with Jode at 165. Mm-hmm. We got some jockeying in the middle with Korean and Brad, basically 50,000 <laughs> each. Where are you going to situate yourself? Um.
4: 12,420!
0: Heyo! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, baby! <What> is it? <laughs> Unfortunately, and I was hoping this would happen, according to Dig, this trilogy shows. 212, 470 70 deaths up. on screen. Google the video and watch it. It's hilarious. You just want yes. see orcs dying and dying and dying. It's the best. It's 212,000 and some change, Brett.
5: I thought there were wow. at least 100,000 orcs at Minas Tirith.
0: Jordan, you take the series lead. You now have Let's five points. Actually, that's not true. No, I'm still... Stevie got four points, so he's in the lead with six. (laughs) He's still the ring barrow. Don't try to kill Uh, me that quick. Mikey, you got three points. You're actually... Or Corey, you got three points, so you're at five, tied with Jordan. Brett, you got two. You're at two. Pappy, you got one. So you're at one. Plenty of time. Mikey...
6: How, how are they counting these deaths? I don't know. <laughs> I understand the math of it. You do remember the ghost there's pirates? There's a couple, there's a couple wide
0: shots with just orcs yeah, like, and how are men they counting falling. That? They're on screen and
6: they're dying. <laughs> They're <laughs> count that. What are you talking about?
0: You haven't seen the 4K k thought UHD
6: version were like, <laughs> guys getting stabbed
3: Do, do you hear Mikey's that, bitterness as so the golem is I'm overtaking him already? You, Mikey. I
6: think that sounds
2: ridiculous <laughs> yeah, Now that I like, see
6: Mikey, I pity him <laughs> <laughs> care. Okay, Gollum gets to go to the final round if it's anything like last year, so I've still got a 50-50 chance, I guess.
2: You're going to be spoiling Antichrist 2 or something.
1: <laughs> nah, shakes the clown, bro. Well, to find out what movie Mikey will inevitably be spoiling, tune in next week for more
6: Lord of the Rings! <laughs>
1: will be the lord of the lord of the rings? Who will end up the Gollum? And what will become of the timestamps? Find out the answers to these questions and more Monday on Spoilers Podcast. And in the meantime, go to patreon.com backslash podcast. Be cool like Nick and become one of our first patrons.
0: Spoilerman here. Our email is podcast at gmail.com. Twitter is at spoilers underscore pod. Our Instagram is podcast spoilers. It's lit. Josh Hensley from the Rutabaga wrote our theme song. Please support this podcast by leaving us an iTunes review. To do this, one, search for movie spoilers. Two, Click on our orange Spoilers Bowl logo and
6: scroll all the way to the bottom. Three, leave us some stars and some words. Now you can check us out on Spotify, YouTube, Stitcher, Apple, and Google Podcasts. If you enjoyed what you heard today,
0: subscribe on SoundCloud or iTunes.
4: Fucking tree noises or some shit. That was spoilers.